Hello and welcome to On My Radar. I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. There are many roads that lead us to many possible destinations. One such destination is the journey that fulfills our souls. But until we meet our rightful place in the world, we'll constantly feel tormented. Intuition? Gut feeling? Or is it photography that drew Lisa Vogel on a journey only she was meant to experience? Hello, assalamu alaikum, and welcome, Lisa Vogel, to On My Radar. Assalamu alaikum. Lisa, you've been through so much in your young life, and I'm sure it comes with a lot of ups and downs. But through your studies and working as a photographer in your early days, which eventually led you to fashion, you experienced a spiritual awakening that was unexpected. Take me with you and share with me where that spiritual transformation began. Um, I started out in... Um, getting a degree in business and cultural studies um, for my BS at an all-girls college um, and went on to work at a bank. In between, um, I'd say my, my semester, maybe my uh, sophomore or junior year, um, I decided to move to Morocco and um, teach English in Tangier, Morocco. So it was certainly a an experience of a lifetime, but it certainly did not bring me to Islam because I didn't actually learn anything about Islam when I was there because I didn't really have anyone to really speak to um, who spoke very good English where I could um, ask a lot of questions and dig deeper. And, and I wasn't even there for the purpose of learning about Islam. It was just really to travel and gain experience um, because I felt like as I grew older, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, with more life responsibilities that would be thrown my way. So I went and I went and lived in Morocco and had an experience of a lifetime. But then went back, you know, came home, graduated college, went and worked for a bank, um, went about my life. A couple years later, I was working at a bank and there was something in me that really made me want to quit. I just couldn't pinpoint it and I didn't know why. Looking back at it, um, as I'm now a Muslim, I was dealing with interest at the time. So subhanAllah, like, you you don't always understand why these feelings come to you or why you're, like, drawn to, to do something. But looking back, I understand now. Um, so I, I quit my job and I moved to Florida. I went to photography school. Uh, I met some Muslim friends when I was there and decided to... Uh, volunteer at a local masjid with them, uh, feeding the homeless every other Sunday. Um, from there, I met even more friends, and at the same time in photography school, I had a an assignment that I had to do, and it was to do a mini-documentary on any subject of my choice. Um, so I decided to go ahead and interview my friend Nadine, who's now my business partner, um, as to why women wear the hijab, because I had worn it in Morocco, but I didn't really understand the meaning behind it. So I went ahead and interviewed her. Um, her answers were really compelling, and then it moved me, and it just sparked my interest uh, to research into Islam more, which is what I, I was not expecting that to come out of the interview. I was there just to complete my assignment. Um, so instead of going back and working on my editing, I decided to go home and I started researching on Islam. Um, and I, I continued to do that. And the more I looked into it, the more and more I became interested uh, in learning about this beautiful religion, subhanAllah. Um, so I did that. And for 
nine months, I just researched. I asked everybody questions. I was reading books. I was reading the Quran. I was, uh, I was watching YouTube videos on, you know, on scholars uh, talking about Islam. And so nine months later, I took my sh shahada. Alhamdulillah. So really, the photog my photography uh, led me to Islam. Um, but it also led me at a crossroads as to what I was going to do with my career because I was pursuing a fashion photography career and I felt now that I had become Muslim I could no longer really pursue that um, and I, I didn't want to be a part of the problem of objectifying women um, and really going against what Islam taught. So it kind of opened the, a, a whole new set of doors which I wasn't expecting and working in the modest fashion industry. Um, I met Yaz the Spaz, um, some of you may be familiar with her, she's now like a practically family now. Um, and alhamdulillah we were able to do so many amazing shoots together and it really opened up a whole career for me. Um, I, it, from there uh, time went on and I, I worked with a lot of fashion brands and magazines um, and then I decided to launch uh, my company called Verona Collection. Um, it's a modest fashion brand that's based in um, the U.S. and U.K. and alhamdulillah it's just been such a blessing um, because it's not just about being a part of a company that's growing. Um, what's really incredible for me is that I'm able to, it, really my goal behind this, um, of course being a successful company, but the goal behind Verona Collection is to give Muslim women the confidence to be who they are and to be proud of wearing the hijab and especially um, I don't I don't know what the climate's like in South Africa but here in the US women are sometimes frightened to wear it and uh, the political climate's unfortunately horrible for Muslim women especially Muslim hijabis and so it's really important to me and my team members, the other the other company owners, to be there to um, to empower Muslim hijabi women and to give them the confidence to be who they are. Lisa, you certainly made Verona Collection a more meaningful business and even got to see it in a massive retail store like Macy's. To echo you, it's a company where women not only have an access to modest designs, but also a company that empowers Muslim women to be proud of and confident with who they are. I'm curious about the thought process that goes into the making of a Verona design and where you derive the most pleasure from. Uh, the most pleasure is being able to provide and, you know, filling a need for Muslim women and even anybody that just wants to dress modestly. Uh, so that, that really gives me a lot of, uh, that, that really is why I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, but another aspect is the creative aspect. It's, it never gets old to me. I, I love creating something. Uh, and then seeing it come to life. Uh, so it's just an incredible process to me because yeah, I put so much effort into it. You know, people might see these fashion brands out there, but they really don't know how much goes behind it. I stay up sometimes till 3 a.m. every night working on designs um, and then get up the next morning and it's just like a 24 hours a day I'm constantly working. But I love what I do and I'm very passionate about it. Um, and so I feel very, very blessed. And may you continue to be blessed inshallah. 
Did you ever have any misconceptions prior to reverting to Islam? Um, so I really can't say I had too many misconceptions, to be honest. It was mainly, mainly just ignorance. I didn't know really anything about the religion. Uh, I really only knew two Muslims growing up, and I didn't even ask about what they believed in and why. Um, so I can't say I had too many misconceptions. The only misconception that I did have was unfortunately about the hijab and and thinking, I, I didn't have a lot of thought into it to be honest, but when I did think about it, it was something that I thought women might be forced to wear it um, and it's you know a sign of oppression. Unfortunately, everything that I'm trying to, all the stereotypes I'm trying to dispel now. So subhanAllah, it's amazing how Allah can just change your heart and and uh, turn your life around 180 degrees so yeah that would be the only misconception I think I had and now I, I fully embrace my hijab I'm extremely proud to wear it and I try to give other women the confidence to wear it as well so uh, that would be maybe the only misconception I had no doubt that you've come into contact with many people, places, and experiences that inspired you and enlightened you into seeing things as they are and not as they are painted. So where to next? What kind of places do you wish to see? What's, what's on your travel radar? Uh, so I mentioned I lived in Morocco for a couple of months, and that was an amazing experience. Um, I've also traveled to Tanzania. I went there for work and did some photography. I also went to Zanzibar that same trip, so I spent about a month there. That was Zanzibar was absolutely breathtaking. I would love to go back there. Um, I would I would love to go back to Morocco just because to look and see where my journey to Islam started so it would be a very emotional journey for me to go back to Morocco um, and I'm not just saying this I've always wanted to go to South Africa because the, it, it, the scenery looks beautiful so it's something on my bucket list that I would want to want to do uh, so yeah I would love to go back to Morocco and South Africa Lisa thank you for taking the time to share your journey with us and I hope to meet you here in South Africa when you visit until then, I wish you a beautiful and bountiful life, inshallah. That's it for On My Radar. My guest Lisa Vogel shared with us her spiritual journey to Islam, how her intuition gnawed at her and encouraged her to dig deep from within, and how she aims to break those misconceptions people have of hijab. Thank you for listening to On My Radar. It's been a pleasure sharing today's discussion with you. Do follow me on Instagram, Rashan Isaacs. Visit and subscribe to my blog, RashanIsaacs.com. I leave you with this beautiful quote from Swami Vivekananda. You have to grow from the inside out. None can teach you. None can make you spiritual. There is no other teacher but your own soul. Till the next time we meet, be well. I'm Rashan Isaacs for On My Radar.